0: Listeners, we have another giveaway! Giveaway! Yes, this time we're giving away a box set of Mission Impossible. Oh, oh, oh. All of them? All of them. We're talking Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Say all of that again. (laughs) (laughs) And there's either an ultra um, high definition. Or the blu-ray yep we're talking 4k ultra high day but what are the deeds of this how can they how can they get this critic
1: well you know what you have to do Ew. you know you got to go to why dot com please okay and you can enter there for a chance to win plus mm-hmm. you can earn extra chances to win by Following us on social media, sharing us there, Ooh. subscribing to the podcast, yes, listening yes. to an episode, and providing a comment.
0: Oh, I like it. Now, this is running through uh, from July 26th, and we're going to announce the winner win? July 27th. Oh, so this is a win win for you. Now, realize, listeners, this is not an impossible mission. Oh. You too can win. It a why watch that sneak peek well 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 the critic got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie sorry to bother you now yes you've probably seen the advertisement somewhere the (laughs) marketing game is strong it's a new film that actually uh what you saw it months ago in January at Sundance this year. Yeah, and it was already buzzing about. Boots Riley did everything. I'm sure he even <laughs> is Lakeith Stanfield. He started it too. I don't know, but no. Boots Riley directed it. He wrote it, and he's a favorite at Sundance, of course. Um, so he got a lot of love in that area. But the cast is just. People are showing up all over the place. It stars Lakeith Stanfield, and his equal is Tessa Thompson. You got Omar Hardik showing up. You've got, what, Terry Crews is kicking back. Danny Glover comes in. Army Hammer. Uh, Robert Longstreet. What? David Cross. You got uh, Forrest Whitaker showing up. Lily James coming out of nowhere. Patton Oswalt. I mean, it goes on and on. Rosario Dawson, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is going to be interesting to describe, so listeners, please let's listen, caref- listen carefully, because the way it's marketed and advertised, it is instantly a cult classic. So let's see what the critic thinks.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lakeith Stanfield plays Cassius Cash Green, okay? Um, and he's living with his uncle, who's played by... Terry Crews. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I will try not to give this away. They might be giving it away, but I won't say it. I won't tell you how he's living with his uncle because at the beginning, there's a joke that comes out of that.
0: Oh, they do give it away, but you don't have to.
1: Yeah, I won't. Just try to stay away from that if you're going to see this because it's funny. Um, So he's living with his uncle. His girlfriend's played by Tessa Thompson. Um, And look, he needs to find a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he ends up working as a telemarketer. (laughs) Now, of course, with telemarketing, it's all about sales, right? You make commission. And you're monitoring. Exactly. So, you know, this is a black dude. So the question is, if you have a black voice, are you gonna earn as much as someone with a white voice? (laughs) Well, he finds that he's struggling until he has, Uh, Sensei, who's sitting next to him, played by Danny Glover. Of course, of course. Say, hey, dude, you need to use your white voice and not your Will Smith white voice. The real one. So what we do, we hear Danny Glover now start talking as a white man, and that is David Cross providing these voices here. Yes. And uh, Patton Oswalt does one, Lily James, as you said. So everybody starts having a white voice. So what happens is Cash does this and starts earning cash. Mm. And he gets so good at it that he gets to go up to the second floor. (laughs) Now on the second floor, okay, Army Hammer plays the boss. And he has uh, something in mind for cash as one of his top sellers, okay? And then things go in directions you cannot predict after that and I won't say it. (laughs) Okay, it gets real weird. Now, by the way, Tessa Thompson's character, Detroit, you know, she's a sign flipper, all of that. Now, this is a satire, everyone, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) But for the critic, as someone who's been schooled by Spike Lee, eh, I've seen it, okay? I've seen this stuff before. And it was entertaining, okay? That's what it is, but I didn't find anything new in regard to the themes, in regard to race, to class, there's a little bit of gender in there. Okay, nothing really new. Um, Now, also about halfway through, I knew where this character was gonna end up, regardless of how crazy it was. That was clear. Um, But look, while it was familiar, it is fun. Again, it is entertainment. Um, It did have moments where they almost went there where I wanted to raffle like all the way. There's a scene where uh, Lakeith Stanfield has to do a rap because of course he's black, and the white people are like, well, you're black, so you can rap, right? Mm -mm. That was hilarious, and it was on point. (laughs) Like, I wanted more of that from this. However, look, you're thinking of Bamboozle, for instance, from Spike Lee. You're thinking of even Michelle Gondry's work. He wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which people are comparing this to. Okay, that comes in. Even visually, what Boots does He's great. Like, how do you show him as a telemarketer? What do you do visually? Great stuff how Boots does that. So there are things here to recommend it. However, again, if you're looking for a punch in the gut, satirically, I don't think this is it. It is wacky fun, though.
0: Mm, So you heard it here. Sorry to Bother You is probably opening in a theater alternatively near you. And if you want to just catch something a little offbeat this summer, this may be the cure for that craving. Listen, this is a different kind of first look because we actually haven't talked about hardly any of these (laughs) in this franchise. But as you know, we at Why Watch That have giveaways for you all and we just love that we're partnering with paramount studios and we're able to give you all a chance to own some of the things that we do talk about but then we realize, wait a minute we haven't really talked about these movies and of course we're talking about mission impossible the franchise and we're and and this is these are the movies so um not the other previous stuff but the mission impossible tom cruise franchise and we just wanted to sort of dig around a little bit kind of go down memory lane maybe tell some of our favorite moments of this franchise along with what you actually can get in this contest in this package because i don't know if you know it or not but paramount has put together all five movies and a Mission Impossible DVD slash Blu-ray slash all of that, 4K, Ultra, all of that uh, digital package in, pre- in preparation for the new Mission Impossible that's coming out this summer. So, yes. Yeah, it's pretty uh, exciting.
1: It is. And I mean, you know what's so interesting here, Ref? So we're going back to 1996.
0: I, I, were you born then?
1: I was born and I was lucid. Um, uh, Unless you talked to my mother, maybe I wasn't. Now, look. Yeah, boy. I remember Ref in 96 when Mission Impossible came out. I just do. I remember. And the thing that stands out to me and still to this day does about this whole series is Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. Yes. Tom Cruise in that room where he couldn't touch anything. (laughs) The sweat the sweat, (laughs) you know, how do they plan to get in there, like all of this stuff. Now, we'd had James Bond before this and during this time.
0: Yeah. But there
1: was something about Mission Impossible where it felt new.
0: Oh yeah, it did, didn't it?
1: It really felt new watching it. It was Tom Cruise doing all of this stuff. In his prime, yeah. And exactly, uh, this was the same year that um, uh, You Complete Me came out.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Jerry Choir.
1: So all of that's there. Now, thinking about these five films, though, you know, five different directors directed these?
0: Really? That yes. is insane.
1: Brian De Palma did the first. Then John Woo.
0: Oh, that's three. right. John, John
1: Woo. Right. That's, yeah. Remember, like, Face Off and all that stuff. Yes. J.J. Abrams did the third. He did. Yep. Brad and this was a, that
0: was a new J.J. Abrams. Like, that was. Fresh getting out of TV, J.J. A- Abrams.
1: Exactly, he brought his good buddies Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi as well to do the writing and story, right? Then we get Brad Bird's version. Then Christopher McQuarrie... uh, Who works
0: often with Tom Cruise. That's right,
1: Edge of Tomorrow and so on, usual suspects before that. uh, Did the fifth one and is doing the one that's coming out on July 27th of this year. So my goodness, look at all the hands that have been in this series and it's making a lot of money.
0: Well, the thing is, you talk about the different hands, and those are some of the highlights, but they're also lowlights, because when you do have all of those um, different viewpoints of Ethan Mm Hawke, you're definitely going to get... Ethan Hunt. Hunt. I'm not... (laughs) Wait. (laughs) You know what? That would be interesting if Ethan Hawke played Ethan Hunt. It would be a (laughs) completely different franchise. But um, Ethan Hunt... Really did morph and change, mm-hmm. but I will just for this for this purpose, listeners. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there, and I hope the critic is brave enough to follow it, which I know he is. He's way braver than me. I'm gonna go ahead and list some of my favorites, and then maybe some of the ones that I probably won't be popping in every so often. Uh oh. I loved Mission Impossible. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, it was fresh, it was different. It wasn't the cheesy, not cheesy, because Bond isn't cheesy, but there is definitely an established brand that goes along with Bond. And Ethan Hunt felt like, it felt like going from Snapchat to Insta story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it just felt like an upgrade. It felt like something different. And to me, I hadn't seen Tom Cruise do quite those things. And I love Ben Rhymes. I love that he keeps appearing in this. He's like the only one, actually, besides Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. um, who's made it through all of the franchise, so I hope he doesn't go away anytime soon. The whole Gene-Reno uh, dynamic was awesome. Uh, having those two kind of, Ethan and uh, Krieger, or whatever his name was, go at it. I just love the dynamic. Mission Impossible, definitely one of my favorite ones. Yes, I will have to say one of my least favorite, unfortunately, JJ, is the Mission Impossible 3, which uh, starred the beloved, awesome, um, now I forgot his name, he passed away. Um, Mission Impossible 3. Yes, I totally forgot his name. But anyway, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm -hmm. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I, you know, John Boyd, oh, did I give that away? Uh, (laughs) Some of the bad guys, maybe pseudo bad guys, I won't say. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just really felt like that one wasn't the one that really took me over the edge. Loved uh, Carrie Russell was in it. That's awesome. We got to see her new action for the first time. But it just didn't really take me over the edge. I did like um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you specifically that knife scene. That I would always talk about and it wasn't it wasn't even with you know your usual suspects I tell you what you watch that knife scene in rogue nation you will not be disappointed so those are some of the highlights of the
1: yeah you know what I largely agree with everything you said I have to say and I do want to say this now hold on okay so we talked about the first mission impossible we got that right yes. But and this is kind of what you're getting at. These people, they've surrounded Tom Cruise with. I mean, John Boyd in the first one, yeah? Like, yeah. as as the villain kind of people? I mean, we had, don't forget, Tandy Newton popped up in the
0: second one. She did. She did.
1: And then you have Doug Ray Scott. Okay. Uh, playing the back. Okay, great. Then the third one, you mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman. And Ghost Protocol, which we didn't talk about, Michael Nyquist is here. Yeah. Yeah, and think John Wick, everybody. He's in that. Okay, <laughs> Michael Nyqvist. So it's just the, the casting decisions I really appreciate, even when it's not quite as good. Mm-hmm. Um, now I am interested to see what McQuarrie does in the next one as well, because yeah. I think that as you uh, kind of hinted at earlier, him
0: working with Tom Cruise,
1: I like the pairing.
0: Yep, definitely, definitely. So
1: I think this is a good director for them to land on.
0: Well, both of us are excited about this new release coming out. But until then, what you can do is you could run to the nearest store and get this um, wonder. It's a great gift. It's a yeah. great gift set if you're a fan of Mission Impossible. Or you can do that in addition to going ahead and going to ywatchthatcom giveaways. And guess what? we've got a chance for you to go ahead and win if you share dare um you can you'll probably hear a commercial here and there of how you can do that but it's all spelled out on the website but all in all i think what we're both saying is mission impossible has been pretty good to us over the years and we're certainly excited that they put this package together so that you can enjoy them